Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenges you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. So last week we started and kind of anchored our message on James 1, 2 through 4. This is the message translation. It says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. And so that scripture um, really led us to, uh, man, this is, this is essentially what living life is about, right? It's James it's that scripture in James, and we know to make it through those trials and tribulations. We know when our faith is out in the open. We know that when life is tough, that our values are being tested. So we have to find out what those values are. What are we building on? And so last week we asked you to identify your values. And if you don't know them, uh, it's okay. If um, if I had to put a talent on what it took for us to find this, and I think that they're um, they're always under construction, right? And so even. Um, at home. So we've built our house on Colossians chapter 3. It's one thing that I didn't tell you uh, last week, but we've built our house on this. And, and I'm not going to jump into that today, but we're on version 38 of our home values. And this is because we consistently sit down and ask ourselves tough questions about them. And so um, if you don't have your values, if one week wasn't enough, it shouldn't be enough. This is going to be a process that, you know, finding your values is is what's unique about it is it's personal, and it means that you have to have a conversation with yourself, which kind of stinks. The only time having that conversation with yourself is fun is when you're complaining, right? You can complain to yourself along. You just mumble and moan and groan and kind of and go on, right? But but as we uh, reference Colossians chapter three, what you're going to see is the the very first thing that um, that we're directed to do in Colossians chapter three is to set our sights or our thoughts on things above and says so don't it says do everything without grumbling or complaining essentially and so what's funny is um it's real easy to um kind of self-talk the negative but man when it comes to positive when it comes to defining values when it comes to writing stuff on paper and focusing on ourselves we sometimes get uncomfortable with that and so if that's you it's all good and it's just going to be a process what i would just encourage you to do is just welcome it embrace it it's healthy and it's the best thing for you I'll give you a funny story. Uh, my neighbor came over. I was blowing our grass um, the other <laughs> the other night, last Sunday night, and um, it was six thirty. And I was just blowing the driveway off. It was our first time to blow, and so there were leaves and stuff, and and it was making a mess. But it was going to rain the next couple of days, and so uh, our neighbor uh, comes over, and she's pretty upset with me, and she just wants to know if I will do this at a different time. Six thirty doesn't work for her. And I genuinely apologized. I asked what would work for her and she stormed off. And as she stormed off, she complained out my driveway, down the street and down the curb. And I could still hear her talking. I could still hear her talking as she was walking down the street. It's like, but but I I said, I'm sorry. And I tried to help. And so I use that analogy just to let you know that it's really easy to complain. We'll never run out of words to complain. But man, we try to dig deep and find what we're rooted in and find the good stuff. That's where we struggle a bit. And so if you don't know your values, it's, it's all right. It's okay. And so last week we determined that lasting values um, build lasting success. And that our values determine three things. They determine our um, salvation, 
our relationship with God, our stress levels, and they determine our success. And so um, it's funny because they would say, well, salvation, what's, what's, what's that? That's essentially just your faith. Where are you at in your relationship with God? What is your engagement? What is your prayer time? What's your chair time? Are you reading? What is that? Your values determine how much you engage with that. And so we find where our values are based in or based on, and we'll find God, right? And so then because of that, we know that there are uh, four things that our values do. Unclear values cause confusion. You know, but it's a rough, it's a rough route. I'm, I'm, you're just not walking 100% confidence, right? Unclear values cause confusion. Conflicting values cause tension. That's both personally and relationally. If something conflicts with you, it is going to cause some tension. If something conflicts with your husband or your wife, it's going to cause some tension. So we have to identify what we value, what makes us us, right? What kind of paves the way. False values create deception. This is living a lie to create something or to be something that you're not. False values create deception. The wrong values create dysfunction. This is uncertainty. Uh, not sure what you want, uh, where to go, who you are, or who to be. And so wrong values is really the what the anchor, what we talked about last week and talking about wrong values typically tend to come from the media or the world. And so as we jump into this week, I hope you've got your Bible and your, note and your notebook. Um, it is uh, imperative that you take these things and you stir and you sit and you reflect and you think on and you let God kind of move through them. And so you're not going to know what to do on that unless you write it down. And so write this down. When thinking about your life and your values, you need to ask yourself this one question. What's going to last the longest? What's going to last the longest? Here and now or there and later? What's going to last the longest? Here and now or there and later? Where is your heart? Because wherever your heart is, that's where you're going to find your values. That's where you're going to find your values. I ask you to read Colossians 3 before we gather today. And so we're going to start with uh, the last half of verse 1 and 2. And so it essentially says, Set your mind, depending on what version you're reading, set your mind, your heart, or your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. And we determined last week that the earth is media, and most things that the media values create conflict in our life, especially when it comes to relationship. And so we're valuing the wrong things. And so Colossians chapter 3 and 2, this is one of the um, first things that me and Heather agreed on in our marriage. And so I see it as Colossians 3, 2. She sees it as Philippians 4, 8, and they're essentially, they're essentially like brothers in Scripture, right? And so for me, it's simple because I'm pretty straightforward. Hey, man, don't think about that. Think about good, right? It's, it's positive or negative. And so here's, here's what Philippians 4, 8 says, Heather's favorite verse. It says, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence, if there's any praise, dwell on these things. Think on these things. What does the word dwell mean? Think on. Get it in your heart, out of the abundance of the heart, right? Learn them. Live them. Lead them. Dwell on these things. And so, as you dwell on these things, if you think about Colossians 3.2, set your heart on things Above, set your affection on things above, not of the earth. 4.8. I'm led to think and reference Matthew 6, 20 through 21, 
And uh, this is why we give at Redefined Church. It's not a giving message, by the way. It says, store up treasure in heaven, and they will not be destroyed, or it will not be destroyed. For wherever your treasure is, that's also where your heart will be. Wherever your heart is, that's also where your treasure is. Wherever your heart is, that's also in what you value, right? Where is your heart? That's where you'll find your values, okay? And so then, what are you building your values on? We asked this question last week. Remember, our authority is God and our source is the Bible. What are you building your values on? Authority is God. Source is the Bible. Is this where your heart is? Is this where your heart is this morning? Is this where your, where your values are based and they are built? Are you building your values based on the Bible? I do a daily proverb every day on social media and it's just a proverb that sticks out to me that day. It speaks more to me than it probably does to you. But I think, man, if this speaks to me, I'm going to share it. And those daily proverbs are more biblical insight. They are biblical values. They're biblical principles. And proverbs are wisdom. And so um, if you don't know or have a reading plan, proverbs is where you need to start. But in all of that, you can find a ton of value in uh, reading a daily proverb. And so there's one for every day. Don't miss that. And so... Um, as we move on, it's tough to evaluate your values. Um, the one thing that you have to do, regardless of where your values are built on, is um, constantly evaluate. Why? Why do I value that? That's why I run version 38 in our house. Now, we are uh, soon to be 14 years into marriage, and uh, we built our marriage on Colossians chapter 3. That's what I proposed with, and it's what I had a four-hour conversation with Heather's parents about in her living room was Colossians chapter 3. How are we going to live this out in our life, right? And so we're on version 38 of that. That being said, that doesn't come to 38 unless we evaluate, unless we take time and go, is this really what we believe? Is this really what we're going to teach our kids? Is this really how we're going to leave our house? And then uh, the other thing you have to question is our perception. What do we think about this? Why do we think that? Why do we see like that? And a lot of us need to ask that question, especially today with what's happening in the world. Why do we think that way? Why do we see that way? There's something, I know that I only have one side of the story. There's two sides to every dollar, every coin, right? And so, man, when we're willing to open our hands and be like, okay, I know there's something I don't understand here and I don't see here, man, it brings so much freedom and it brings so much life. And so you need to ask these two questions constantly and you need to do this before a crisis because doing it during a crisis is the wrong time, right? When you're in the middle of a crisis, you don't need to be going. Now, what what do what do I what do we what do we say? What do we what's what's most important right now? We don't know what's most important right now in the middle of a crisis unless we've been building our life on it, unless we've valued that from the beginning. And so, it's very very important to identify your values, build your life on values, so that when crisis hits, you know how to respond, and you're not reacting to it, right? It's not a reaction. It's it's actually oh okay. This is an opportunity for a solution. It's an opportunity for a solution, right? It's tough to evaluate your values because media dictates so much, right? Media will tell you that the one thing that matters is right here and right now. Man, you got to live for today. There used to be this phrase, I don't know how many years ago, YOLO, YOLO, you only live once, you know, right here, right now, no matter what, it, this, is, this, is where we're, this is what matters is now, right? And the media will tell us that. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible who says, those who do the will of God will live forever. You only live forever, right? 
when you do the will of God. Matthew chapter 6 teaches us to pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as is in heaven. I'm sure you've noticed that, um, that the earth is not as is in heaven, that our world right now is experiencing some very difficult, some very tragic, some horrific um, times, both with a pandemic and both what's going on uh, with the social injustice issue that we have in our country. And so then you notice right now that as we've been taught to pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in heaven. You have to ask yourself when you're finding your values, is my life on earth as it will be in heaven? Yeah, and it's just a yes or no question. Well, yeah, kinda. There's not a kind of answer to it. And so the same thing. The only time that we're going to find heaven on earth is when all of us are living that way. So it does me no good to take a... Um, to take the approach of, well, today I'm going to do this. Because if you're not going to do that tomorrow, then really today's a wash. Right? So you got to identify. you got to identify. And so, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. First John 2.17 says, And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. <sighs> Thank God for that. Thank you, Lord, for that scripture. Man, that really takes the lid off and it eases my uh, stress a little bit and it eases the pressure off me. And so now I just need to know, I know that God created me for a purpose. I know that God has a will for my life. I know that I'm God's workmanship. We've talked about that. We're called, we're chosen. And so then um, God's told me to cast all my cares upon him for his burden is light. And so then what is, what's my responsibility to carry in its relationship with him? That's first, right? Our vertical relationship. And if this is right, then everything else works for his good. And so then we've got to find what those values are based on. And it's based on the will of God for our life. I say all of that. I say all of that because every temptation, this is huge. If you're taking notes, this is a place to, to, to write down. Every temptation, every battle, every argument is always a dilemma between now and later. Remember, that's the question we opened with right? What, what are you valuing? YOLO, right? And so then every temptation battle argument is always a dilemma between now and later. Second Corinthians 4.18. And I just, before I read this, it essentially says, don't get caught up in the smoke and the mirrors. Don't get caught watching the paint dry, right? Just, Hey, so second Corinthians 4.18. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal. Are you focused on now or later? Right? So then the mindset that we must move forward with is I need to be doing less for the short, short term and I need to be doing more for the long term. Treasure in heaven. It won't be stolen. It's going to be great when you get there. Right? Wherever your heart is. That's also where you'll find your values or your treasure. And so that I know that if I'm planning more for the long term than I, in the short term, I understand that God has long-term plans for me. God doesn't have day-to-day -day plans for me. And the day-to-day -day values are the just cause values that we talked about last week. That's how it goes, just day-to-day, -day, right? And then all of a sudden, the weeks went over, it's like, man, where'd the week go? And so how are you navigating and what are you valuing? Because God has long-term plans for you. The next question you need to ask yourself is will I choose to do what is easy or what is best? Will I choose to do what is easy or what is best? And depending on the depth 
or um, yeah, the depth of the maturity you have in your values determines the answer to that question. Because what's easy tends to be, um, it is what it is, right? Easy. If you take, the, the, that's like, that's what we talked about last week, the just cause value. If I tend to do what, what's easy, I'm, I tend to be a get by guy, right? I'm just getting by. Well, God hasn't called you to live in that place. We're not here to, to get by. Get by people don't make the world better, right? It just is what it is. That's reality. And so the purpose that God has for you is not for you just to come and float, right? And so we want to move forward in our faith. And so then, do you choose to do what's easy or what's best? And when you have values that are rooted in the Bible and what God's call and what God's plan is for you, you find that you're going to always choose to do what's best. It's the same, it's the same with nutrition, right? Do you eat for performance or for taste? Well, the older I get, I eat for taste and I've thrown performance out the window. When I used to eat for performance, I was a lot more healthy. I was stronger. I felt better. I looked better. I was better, right? And I've gradually over time preferred taste over performance. It's the same question in our lives. Do we do what's easy or we do what's best? When you do what's best for you, you find that your values are rooted in the Bible. And so, when you do what's best, what happens is you live what you value. And so the question today is that, is it's not just between what's easy and what's best, it's do you live what you value? And this might challenge you a little bit, but living what you value means you have integrity, that you live balanced, right? That your life is aligned, that it's congruent, that all is well, right? How you find authenticity in people is when you hear and see the same thing. When what they say matches what they do, then they get credit with you, right? And so what breaks trust is when we say one thing and do another, right? I can't trust a guy. He said this and he did this, right? And so then what do you mean saying one thing to another? I mean, preaching family, but choosing work, right? Ah, uh, you're important to me, girl. You matter. I love you. I'll be here but you find yourself uh, working late, right? When we say, um, and listen, there are seasons for everything, and so there's no judgment here. I'm just giving you examples of how to break trust. When we say we'll do one thing and we don't, we say, well, yeah, your son comes, your daughter comes, your wife comes, your uh, boss comes, and somebody comes and asks you, hey, can you do this, or we do this, or um, can you? And yeah, man, I'd love to. And then when the time comes to do it, you don't follow through, right? When you run late, when you have a hidden agenda, this is another way to, um, to lose trust. And so the pandemic that we're experiencing right now, regardless of what stage you are in to the, to the process of getting back to normal, the stage we're in, this pandemic has given us all an opportunity to check ourselves and to check our values and to kind of hit the reset button, to kind of hit the reset button. The problem is what I've heard is a lot of people are uh, stressed and struggling because their kids are home full time. And so they're just trying to get their kids out of the house as opposed to taking advantage of having the time with their kids and having some huddle time or some time together. We can actually reinforce and reinstill the values in our home. Why do we exist? Why did God put us here? Right? What's your purpose? Am I helping my kids walk in that? And so the opportunity has been great, especially, especially for those of us who haven't been working regularly. And so because of this, the reality is you get 10,000 choices a day, right? Plus. 
Every choice shows your value, but it also it also leads to your future. Every choice shows your value, values, but it also leads to your future. It either creates closeness with your family and the legacy that you will leave. I hope you get this if you're taking notes. Your choices lead to your values, but they also lead to your future. And those choices either create closeness with your family and legacy that you will leave, or they create distance between you and your family and loneliness for your future. What causes the most stress is when you live opposite of what you believe. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but let God transform you into a new person. Think about Colossians now. You read Colossians? We're really going to dig into Colossians uh, 3, 1 through 4 today, and that's it. And so we're getting very close to finishing today. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Conforming to the world happens, or conforming to media happens when you shelf your values based on somebody else's opinion. This is that self-esteem definition from last week, right? Self-esteem is giving others the authority to tell us who we are. And then we believe it and walk in it. Right? Well, we don't live off self-esteem that doesn't exist. It's not in the Bible. We live off self-worth, which means uh, we walk in who God says we are. And so then what happens is when you shift your values and you live them based on somebody else, you get in this wrestling match with yourself because you value something and you're not living out what you value. And so it's, it's dishonest. And they don't know it's dishonest. So you can put up a good front. You can stand real tall and you can pull that jacket in and button it up and feel real good. But the wrestling match that's happening inside of you is something totally different. And so it's not just dishonest with those around you, it's dishonest with yourself. And when you're dishonest with yourself, that's where frustration comes in. And you go and it's exhausting to be in this circle of friends, or it's exhausting to be around this group of people, or at this job, or in this place. Why? It's conflicting with your values. And you either give in and become a robot, or you fight this battle, which creates addiction, right? Alcoholism porn, whatever that is, I'm struggling because there's something conflicting with who I am and I don't know what it is. I'm just trying to fit in. And God says, you already fit. You've already fit. Like, just be you. The most important thing you'll ever be is you. And so, but, it, but if I'm confused and I'm valuing the wrong thing, then I don't know who I am. It's all good. That's why God sent Jesus to help you identify. This is the problem. We were talking about this this morning. This is the problem. The problem is sin. It is. And, and, but we think that, well, you just need Jesus. You just need Jesus. And the reality is, man, you really do need Jesus because there's no way to the Father except through the Son. You do need Jesus. But more importantly, you need to find yourself. You need to find yourself. We get lost. And the world will tell us, media shifts us way the heck over here, right? And if people only knew who God called them to be, man, that's why we're here. We want to lead people to live in real relationship with God because if I'm in relationship with him, I'm going to learn not only who he is, but I'm going to learn who he is to me personally and who he's called me to be. Then I find myself. It's more than just an accepting a relationship or crossing a finish line saying, now that I have faith, I'm good. It is people are losing the ident their identity or they've never had, they've never found their identity. And so 
That's why we exist. That's why your values are so important because when you know what you value, you walk in that value, man. It gives you coldness, uh, it gives you confidence, it gives you boldness, and you can actually step into every situation knowing, hey, hell or high water, I'm standing here. I stand on this. I believe this. And everything could crumble around me. It's Psalms 27. It's Psalms 27. Everything could crumble around me, but I will be right here, high upon a rock, above my enemies. The Lord is my shepherd, right? And so then, those who have the guts to live their values change the world. That's it, because they're willing to stand right here. To live your values, though, means you're under a microscope, a microscope constantly. People are always looking to you, and the pressure of that makes a lot of people fold. Uh, just waiting for you to mess up, waiting for you to make a mistake, waiting for you to um, fail. So what? For what? So they can say, I told you so. Why? Because it's, it's a lot easier to sit down over there and judge than it is to walk it out. And that's why a lot of us don't walk our faith out right now. It's because, oh man, it's, it's James 1, 2. Count it all joy, trials, tribulation, persevere. It builds your faith. It creates maturity. It's what we talked about today. Nobody wants to do that. doesn't sound very fun. And because it's not very fun, because, because sitting over here and judging you is easier, that's what I'm going to do. That's not Christianity. It's not Christianity. It's not how God called us to live, right? And so I really could care less about the told you so people. I can't tell you how many people laughed in my face and it broke my heart. How many people laughed in my face when I told them I was coming to Detroit? Nobody's going with you. What are you thinking? My best friend cussed me up and down. F word, GD, any word that you can think of that's very, very colorful, I got called to by my lifelong best friend because he couldn't believe that I would actually do what I believe God's called me to do because it's easy to sit in that seat. It's easy to sit in that seat. But those who are willing to live out their values change the world. Am I making a difference here? <sighs> I'm online right now. I really couldn't tell you. I believe so. I believe so, but I'm not here for me. I'm really not here for me. Um, if we were going to move anywhere, um, we probably wouldn't have chose Detroit. That's real. I've loved Detroit since I was a little kid for this moment, for these moments with you on Sundays, for the opportunity to bring light um, to a place that needs love. That's it. If it was up to me, uh, we would be in Destin, Florida, or um, Dillon, Colorado, I can name you several cities that I, that I would love to move to. I can name you the 19 cities that we looked at before we found Detroit. We didn't move here for a change of scenery. We moved here to live out our values. That's why we moved here, right? And so, remember, we all have values. They might be rooted in the wrong place, but we all have values. You bear values like trees bear apples. They're there. You just have to identify reposition or posture them and get them to the basis of what they're what they're rooted in say so then if they're in there you've got to find them and i want to help you find them that's what this series is about that's what living now really started as and the world is kind of dictated and god's kind of dictated different messages but the reality is this is this that god's called you to live and to be in something and to be someone that's not sitting in a chair judging others for why they suck Okay, how come me to get off on that? <laughs>
Let's go to Colossians, back to Colossians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 1 through 4. I'm just going to read them flat out. And because this really recaps our message today. This recaps the challenge or anything that I'd push to you is this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. This is that whole conforming thing. It says, For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. For you died, and your life is now hidden in God. And so if you believe this, then it is live like it, right? And for all the baggage that has kept you from a relationship with God and from finding who you are, you're now a new creature or a new being in Christ when you believe, when you accept that relationship with Jesus, it restores your relationship with God. And so isn't verse one through four what we covered today? Those who do the will of God live forever. How? If you're taking notes, how? Set your focus on things that matter, eternal, then long-term, not the things that will perish. Now, the world, media. Why? You're not who you were, and you don't have to be something you're not. You're not who you were, and this is important, because I think some of us get that, but we don't get this. You're not who you were, and you don't have to be something you're not. You don't have to be something you're not. Growing up, my favorite football player was Deion Sanders. I used to draw, man, I used to draw Deion. When he left the Falcons and went to the Niners, it was amazing. I had a San Francisco 49ers blanket, a San Francisco 49ers jacket, all for the time that Deion was with San Francisco. And shame on you, San Francisco, for not ever offering him a contract because he would have stayed, right? And he got traded to the Cowboys, and I am not a Cowboys fan, by the way, at all. But man, I love Deion Sanders. And I tell you all that to say that um, I'm never going to be him, okay? It has nothing to do with how we look. His athletic ability, his talent, his um, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm never going to be him, but growing up, he was who I looked at, like Deion Sanders. I can do his end zone dance, even as a 300-pound man, I can do it. And realizing that, you don't have to be something you're not. Like, I didn't feel like I had to be, but I wanted to be. And sometimes I want to be is so caught up in what everybody else says we need and what the world says we need and what media tells us we need. And it's so far from the truth. The Bible says the truth will set you free. And so that's the point. That's the point of this. And so here it is. In short, and I close. If you're taking notes, this is massive. Matthew 6, says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. And all these things will be added to you. When you pursue... Think about this. When you pursue first things first, second things happen automatically. That's what Matthew 6.33 says. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. When you do these two things, everything else takes care of itself. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. When you pursue first things first, second things happen automatically. When your values are right, 
Your priorities align. When your values are right, your words match your actions. It's authentic. When your values are right, you become who you really are and not who someone else tells you to be. But when you pursue second things first, you miss out on the first and you miss the fullness of the second because your focus is split. Your attention split. What splits our attention is not just focusing on the second things, but it's either valuing the wrong thing, the false thing, the conflicting thing, or the unclear thing. It's by having. We pursue second things first, which makes us miss out on first, and miss out on the fullness of the second because our values are wrong, false, conflicting, or unclear. To value, to, to have all things, to have all things, the only thing we have to do is put first things first. First things first. Where are your values? Who's your authority? What's the source, right? Find your values. Use Colossians chapter three to do it. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at liveredefine.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.